Welcome to This Is Only Your Life. That's sarcastic, meaning it's only your life, no big deal. Overcoming the bullshit to open your heart and mind with Janice Corsano. In this episode... Why can it be easy, right? Why is everything... Uh... Well, these days, like I was saying, I think I even said it on the other podcast, it's like takes three times to do something that you would normally take five minutes to do. It takes, you know, three mm-hmm. times and, you know, hours later, you're like, why is this, what is up with this? No, it's true. It's the time, the thing with the time is really bizarre because you think that you can get like X, Y, and Z done in a day, block it out, and it makes sense, and then you start doing X, and then it happens, and then half the day is gone. You're like, well, how did the day already, you know, where, where's the rest of the time? And I ran out of time, and all of a sudden it's dinner time, and you got like maybe half of what you thought you were going to get done, and then it's it's frustrating because and that's a very common emotion now the frustration yeah. and if I said to you like normally could you have done X Y and Z yeah and that So we got Howls back again. Yay. Yay, here I am. It's nice, Howls, to have you back again. Yeah. We've just been having an, you know, amazing wedding time in the last week. Very true. We had two awesome people get married um, three days apart from each other that both, uh, we both love very much. So it was definitely a lot of running and a lot of stuff to do but exciting at the same time yes now holly overworked herself because she did hair and makeup for both of them and orchestrated the scheduling among other other things um yeah you just went 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 and went yeah oh yeah i was doing like 12 hour days i think i don't know i think they might have been maybe, longer i think they belong yeah, yeah i think they're closer to 15. Yeah, it was a lot, like a bunch of days in a row, too. Like, I think I was only getting, like, maybe four hours of sleep a night for a couple days in a row. And then I switched to maybe a little closer to six hours a night, which is a little better, but not great. And that's, you know, with the intensity of the energy. Because, I mean, you were having vertigo at the wedding. When... Oh, yeah. At one my The first wedding um, that I was putting all the long, long days in because it was a home uh, backyard wedding so it was a lot of like family and friends just helping to get stuff done so um yeah it was a lot you were yeah yeah it was a lot it was I mean and then the vertigo like it was like maybe 8 30 you started having bad vertigo but that's also you know like we're overtired you're overworked your neck and back were really bothering you mm-hmm. and then that with the intensity of the energy and all the people and so what have you noticed? Because the intensity of the energy, like, we talk about this all the time, how intense it is. Now we have a full moon coming up. Today's like, what, the 7th? Yeah. On Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we were hoping this month was going to be a little bit lighter, although I didn't even look at this month because I'm trying not to look ahead to, to be like, oh, that's going to be bad. It's more like, okay, it's trying to push us so that we learn and grow. Instead of hitting the wall 25,000 times, we're going to hit the wall 25,000 times and hopefully get something. Right. 
instead of continuing to hit it. But mm. this full moon that's coming up on Sunday has a lot of intense energy again that can be, you know, inciting fighting, inciting a lot to do with relationship stuff. Now, everything's a relationship, so right. it's kind of like it's going to hit in all parts, but it's in the relationship for some people, their sector. They'll be in, whether it be your boss, whether it be your partner, whether it be your family, you know, they're all relationships. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, everything's a relationship. could be with your money, but it's usually with another person. So, and, and you know, world stuff. You know, like we have a lot of stuff going on in our world that, you know, this is the time of with the energy set up that, it could start wars. I mean, that's how intense it is. Now, the other amazing part that's in there, also the way that it's setting up, is that you can have that argument or disagreement, and if you, you know, try not to react too much to it and maybe look at it, you could actually start to resolve stuff. You mm -hmm. could, you know, like use that energy and resolve things with it because there's an energy in there also to work on resolving stuff. So those things are good to come up so that you can actually work on something, but the reaction to it, like, the incitement and we've been keeping it in for a long time a lot of times people will not say anything and especially these days with the way that, <laughs> the way that and don't mind if if um you hear me coughing and i'm congested mm. um holly's a little congested too in our eyes because the allergies have been so bad and we're yeah. so sensitive my um, contacts feel like they're gonna pop out of my eyes all the time which which is not ever you had said that to me i've like, never had issues with my allergies or contact lens issues in any way in the past oh uh, ever ever yeah in the past like maybe two months my contacts have been feeling like pieces of sand instead of nice lenses i don't know why well it's the allergies and and you know having gone to the doctor a bunch of times because the allergies are really affecting me mm -hmm. and he said it's that's all he does all day long and this is the worst year ever but he says that to me every year and I don't think I'm trying to think I was thinking about it I was like I didn't have allergies like I was like maybe for the last five years and I was like, wait a minute that would be like 2012 which would be when everything started to hit the fan as far as change like we, we've been going through change and going through change but 2012 was when it all upped to a whole nother level and if you look at you know, people may look at their allergies and stuff or different areas in their life where that's we've actually, all... Wait, that's actually when my shoulders started acting up a lot. Yeah, but we've gone through hell and all the things are starting mm -hmm. to come out more. So we have a lot of stuff that's been coming out more and, you know, we're trying to learn through. Yep, but the allergies have been intense. Mm -hmm. And each year they're worse. And every year they'll say they're worse, they're worse, they're worse. And this year it's just nonstop. I mean, I've been having allergies since freaking October. It's, I don't know, I think July. But they haven't gone away. And they seem to just be, you know, continuing. Right. So, and then remember I had that candida thing. Yeah, then there's, you know, because it's like the amount of mold, because the, the, the way the weather is working, it's not working with us as far as, you know, like getting allergies to go away. It's working against us. So, and there's a lot of that. That's also a big thing that's going on. Mm -hmm. That's a very old thing. Like, meaning like thrush or any of those types of things. Um, the candida, you know, like having it in your stomach and... Um, yeah. You know, our systems are off. And, you know, hormone imbalances, mm -hmm. male My and female. My hormones are really imbalanced. Like, the, I'm starting to develop um, the, what's it called? The, um, like, the hyperpigmentation um, above my lip from uh, a hormone imbalance, which is really irritating. Right, which would be nothing that you've ever experienced before. I've never before. had that before, ever. But apparently it's a thing that happens with women is when the hormones imbalance. Um, yeah, and a lot of times it happens when you're pregnant. Yeah, you can get a hyperpigmentation above 
bugger lip. Yeah, they'll, they, yeah, women, um... They call it a mask. Like yeah, you get yeah, the, the, yeah. Like they get call it the pregnancy mask. Right, they'll get it on their whole face. So I'm starting to get that above my lip. Um, and that is, good times, a side effect from birth control, which is really fun because my skin was freaking out because I stopped taking birth control. So I decided to go back on, thinking that it would help. And, and it's helping, all right. It's helping, but not helping. Which is lovely. Well, it seems to be like with everybody, you know, like mm, it's just like it's like backfiring. It's like cool. That that's really frustrating because I have never had a problem with my skin ever before, ever at all in any way. It's always been. But it does help you to push, you know, like push through things that would be things that you really are concerned with. You know, mm. like a lot of people have acne, and a lot of people that's very difficult for all of us mm. because it's something. We're also, you know, society-wise in the program of, of the way that we look is so big. Right. Now, acne's not fun. It hurts. It's uncomfortable. Yes, it does. It you is. know, you can't put stuff. It's hard to put stuff over. It's like, but if you've never had acne, you know, then it's harder to say, like, okay, what? how would that affect you? But if that's mm-hmm. stuff that you're here to work on, and we know with Holly's numbers, when we do the Egyptian numerology, that Holly has numbers, that those would be things that she's here to work on. Right. Like, you know, worrying about the way that she looks would be um, higher for her than it would be for the average person that doesn't have those numbers, which is, so her acne would be 10 times higher than the person that doesn't have the numbers that she has. Right. And you have double of them. So (laughs) those are things you came to work on. So they got to pop out somewhere, Right. you know, for you to actually be working on. Otherwise, you wouldn't be working on. True. So... That doesn't mean that you have to have, you know, continued acne. It means that that's an area that you need to work on and not be so concerned about in the sense of, I don't mean not be concerned about taking care of your health and stuff. I mean not be so concerned about the way that we look and trying to fit into a mold or or feeling that there's a certain way you should look versus Mm -hmm. you're beautiful just the way you are. And you are. You're absolutely beautiful. And I'm not just saying that because I'm your mother. I don't have to say that, but apparently... Well, uh, well, well. What's funny about that is that if our if our parent says that to us, right, then kids go, kids go. Well, they're my parent. Of course, they say that. It doesn't matter. I could be, you know. But if the parent says something else, like you're an ugly kid, or then that makes a really big impression. Yeah. If a parent says that you're beautiful, we disregard that altogether. Right. We're like, yep, that's my parent. If they have to say that. But if they say something else that says that, negative thing, yeah. that you're, you're, you know, they don't even you're have to say good. you're ugly. Yeah. They don't even have to say you're ugly. They can just say, you're cute mm-hmm. or you're okay, mm-hmm. which is like devastating to a child because right. they're in their head. They're thinking, well, my parents supposed to mm-hmm. unconditionally love me. Right. And not, and, and be like, I'd be beautiful to my parents. So that makes a big impression. But uh-huh. if we say they're beautiful, then that makes no impression. Everyone else makes the impression then. Right. So it's it's kind of funny in the way that we do that. Instead of just taking it as, well, they don't have to say that I'm beautiful. They really don't. Right. But, you know, most parents do think their children are beautiful. And they are beautiful. Like, everyone's beautiful in their own way. Mm-hmm. Now, is there a thing that, you know, we're supposed to look like? Apparently, somebody makes it up because every decade we have one. You it's know, like... the trend. Yeah, the trend that, that's in. Now, if your body's in that trend, then you're good. If your body's not in that trend, you got to wait for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. So that instead of it being like, 
I mean, I could care less about trends, as we well know. And you dress the way you want. I dress the way I want. Why? Well, I mean, if, if you could see what I was wearing. <laughs> yes, we should be doing we should be doing a video podcast because it's hysterical. <laughs> I do love that. That's new, right? It's adorable. Yeah, it's a thrift shop. Um, it is seafoam green, and it is covered in like, like um, it's got Picasso like, style like art. And it's really got like yellow and hot pink and orange and. Um, and it's kind of like kimono. It is. It's a kimono cut. Uh, and it has these like really cool star beads. You can hear them. Yes, they're it's really cute. Hanging off the front. But in in those types of things, you know, like that's very important for each person mm-hmm. to be able to be okay with, and especially for teenagers and you know people in their twenties. It doesn't mean that in their thirties and forties and fifties, sixties, seventies, we don't, because you'll notice like mm-hmm. each person, like the way that they do it is. The way, like, your style may be your style, and then you keep it for the right. rest of your life. Right. Some people will change their style. Depends on the person. Like right. some people I evolve. Are, I change. Yeah, I, some people I, are more I, changing. Yeah, I definitely change. And other people, they'll have the same haircut. Like, once they find a haircut that they like, they'll have that same haircut for a long time. Right. You know, for, like, you know, they could their whole life have mm-hmm. that same haircut. That's true, yeah. And I know you see that, because you see that a lot with worth work. Mm-hmm. But if you think about, like, the amount that we're influenced... And then we were talking about how much, like, the feeling is, because the influence is so big now that it's getting even worse. Mm-hmm. So I was saying, because um, we had recorded a podcast, and this one's going to be late. This one's late, like a week or two late. I think it's two weeks now. Because the podcast that we recorded, half of it disappeared somewhere. So we had to, we have to do, we have to do another one, but we would have to do, you know, because why can it be easy, right? Why is everything, uh, well, these days, like I was saying, I think I even said it on the other podcast. It's like, takes three times to do something that you would normally take five minutes to do takes, you know, three Mm -hmm. times and, you know, hours later, you're like, why did this, what is up with this? No, it's true. The time, the thing with the time is really bizarre because you think that you can get like X, Y, and Z done in a day, block it out, and it makes sense. And then you start doing X, and then it happens, and then half your day is gone. You're like, well, how does the day already, you know, where where's the rest of the time? And I ran out of time, and then all of a sudden it's dinner time, and you got like maybe half of what you thought you were gonna get done, and then it's it's frustrating because. And that's a very common emotion now, the frustration. Yeah. And if I said to you like. Normally, could you have done X, Y, and Z? Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. where, when we set up our schedule, mm-hmm. we're putting in X, Y, and Z because that would be stuff that we would normally be able to get done. Not because we're trying to overshoot and really cram it into our day, but it's usually stuff we think that we could have gotten done in that day, right. which is why it gets more frustrating when you don't get it done. No, and it's true. And also, I don't think that it makes sense to... Like, well, for me, I'm just thinking about, like, how I function. It's, like, I'm one of those people that will work. I'll wake up in, like, a panic and be like, I must do all the things. Must work, 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 all the things. And that is, I'm just going to tell you right now, that is not you. Right. I mean, that's the way you've been doing it for a long time, not realizing that it's not you. Because that is not the way that I functioned ever. And that's the way that I function now. Like, I wake up in a panic in the, Mm -hmm. I didn't used to wake up in a panic. I have to shake it off. I have little things. I have to sit there and wake up and kind of figure out, like, what's going on and what's... But that wouldn't be how I normally did. And thank God I know the difference. Right. But I can tell you that's something that happens all the time now. Yeah. And the energy is very anxiety-provoking. Yes. Extremely. So the anxiety is really high. And then when you... See, the, the, the key to being able to get out of that 
is to not buy into that, like mm-hmm. that rush thing. Because once you start rushing, you're saying that you don't have enough time. And yeah. what it does is it makes so you have less and then it makes for mistakes, which makes something take longer. You know, and that's what more people are doing than not. So we were talking about um, on the other podcast we were talking about that that's missing. Um, disappeared. Who freaking knows? Who knows if we find it, we will play it. If not, then. Um, but we were talking about the way that we're being affected by each other to the degree. And I was saying, you know, like, I feel like I'm 100% more affected. Like, if I'm trying to make a decision, I, it's so hard to make a decision because mm-hmm. I will start out with knowing, like, oh, this makes perfect sense. And say, say it was, I'm going to go to, you know, the mall, which I don't normally go to, but I'm going to go to the mall because I need to get shoes for the wedding that, you know, we were at. And, right. And, and then from there, it's like, nope. From that moment, I'm like, that makes perfect sense. I'll go to the mall. There's a couple stores I know that I like the shoes in. I could go in there. And in maybe within 20 minutes as I'm going through, like walking through, like getting ready to go to the mall, mm-hmm. I will have changed my mind three times and go through this whole different perception of where else I should be, how else I should do that. Maybe I shouldn't go to the mall now. Maybe I should just get this, this, and this done. I got all this stuff to do. Maybe. And then I'll have like all these different thoughts that come popping in. I have 10 different perceptions, and then I end up at the end going, oh, nope, I shouldn't be going to the mall at all. Mm-hmm. And then I got to go, wait, stop. I need shoes. Hold on. How did I get here? So it's trying to make a decision is one of those things where you... It's full circle. It's then- full circle. You got to start back over, and then when you stop, you got you to gotta stop because what happens is you think you just made a decision. You did. You made a decision. I'm going to the mall. In that 20 minutes, my decision went around to so many different places about why I should go to the mall, why I shouldn't go to the mall. Like I had 10 people's perceptions in there. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, I was on the other side, like, nope, no mall, no mall at all. Never going to the mall, ever. Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, no, I still need shoes. I still need yeah, to do something. I still need to do something. So then I go back and I have to stop and go, wait a minute, what just happened? And the difference is that I know that I know that a lot of that's not me and what just happened, but we're getting shown a lot of different perceptions. We're feeling a lot of stuff from each other, and it doesn't matter if you're in the house by yourself, and people don't realize this, that we are so sensitive. It's like when you look at atoms, and if they're moving really slow before, and they've never, you know, moved, like, they move slower. But if you then picture them now and the vibration's higher, that means they'd be moving way faster. Mm-hmm. And if they're moving way faster, they bump into you more. Right? If something's moving way faster, if you're imagining them like in a glass or something, right? Mm-hmm. And they'd be moving way faster, so you'd be getting hit by a lot more of that. Where before, if they're slower, you get hit with less of it. So if you just think about it like that, that's, you know, a way to, one way to think about it. That, you know, because we're energy, we'd be getting hit by more energy. And it doesn't matter if we're with people or not. Now, depending on how sensitive you are, but our sensitivity, like I was saying, mine feels like 100%. What does yours feel like? Like mine's up like 100%. So now I used to know very easily that it wasn't me, and I worked really hard to know that. Now I know, and and I could tell who it was. Like the difference is I could tell who it was. Now I know it's not me. I'm going to say 80% of the time, where before it would probably be 95. And I have no idea where it's coming from. Sometimes I could tell, but it's usually coming from more than one place. You know, like all at the same time. Um, mine, my, my sensitivity to other people is, I would say, twice as strong as it was. I don't know if it's a, com- it's, 
Well, well that's it, the same as mine. It feels right. like it's choices. Right. Well, it's a, it's a combination of, one, knowing that it is other people, and I'm like, oh, wow, like, because I would not be feeling that way, and I'm a lot more receptive and paying more attention, so I'm noticing that I'm feeling more things, too. So, for example, like, if I'm in the grocery store and someone walks by me, like, in a rush. Then you get the rush. Normally, I would not have paid attention to them. Mm -hmm. And they wouldn't have affected my my experience of the grocery store. But when they just rushed by me, I look at them, recognize them as a person, feel everything that they're stressed out about. And can kind of, it's weird because then it's like making people feel more like people and more important because it's, 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 it's making me associate like, oh, every life matters. You know, it's making me associate, okay, this person's like having like real things they're dealing with where I feel like maybe like five years ago I would glaze by other people if I didn't know them. I didn't really care. I just wandered around and not paying attention. But now it's like making me hypersensitive to, to the fact that there's all these people on the planet and everyone's experience is just as important as anyone else's and normally I wasn't thinking about that before so it's really it really is very interesting the amount that you're actually noticing that each person because everyone lives in their own world right and so you would be in yours right so and now you're getting stuff being pulled into yours that's telling you that there's way more going on in other people's in yours than you necessarily were noticing right and also I tend to like to visit other people's worlds like I, I enjoy seeing, yeah seeing what how they live what's their thought process how they work right yeah like I enjoy um like if I'm for example when I am at a client's house I would rather go into their home than invite them into my home I don't like people's energies in my home unless they're like close friends or family <coughs> so when I go to someone, I actually feel more comfortable because they feel comfortable in their space and that's the place that they're relaxed. So I feel more productive. Because you're picking up their comfortable. Because I'm picking up their comfortable. When they know. come outside of their space, then they would feel less comfortable. Yes. And then you would feel that. Correct, yes. So I tend to like to, I'll sacrifice time and travel to people, which means maybe I'm getting less like actually I'm seeing less people but the experience that I have with those people is more fulfilling so it's you know like what's the you know what's the point of what's the point of doing what you're doing if you're not right if it's going to be that much stress that much more stress and you're going to feel that much more anxiety right and not be able to concentrate on what you're doing or feel as relaxed doing right, it. Exactly. Yeah. So I was. So rather, it takes your experience and changes it. Right. Yeah. So I'd much rather. Like I, I kind of function on, wanting to. The experience. The experience and less. Of, it's not about money and like 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 in a salon where they're like scheduling people back to back to back to back and they're like trying to get people through so that way you're getting like, maxed out and you're doing. Who knows how many clients, because I don't work in a salon, so I, I never have, so I don't know how that goes. But, you know, and it allows me to have time where I don't feel like I'm time restrained, like on a time restraint, so I can spend however much time I need 
to do what I need to do and then and sometimes that works really well and other times your book yourself you know like you're in and like me like we talked about it before like we work too much as a general sense mm-hmm. and probably oh, yeah. it's oh, because we enjoy it which we enjoy it but I also feel guilty not working which is another thing like another big thing that we're picking up from other people mm-hmm. because there's a thing about if you think about like our training it's work hard and that's not a bad thing meaning if you work hard that's not bad it's where is the line of when you stop where's the line of I don't know how to relax anymore and I was very good at I worked really hard because I learned that so young with the working hard because I've always worked hard Mm -hmm. but yeah I have a really there's no line now no and the relaxing is impossible because the anxiety level is so high so it's more like we fall over Right. So that's where the meditation and all the tools that we use, like meditation mm-hmm. is a big one, doing the hypnotherapy CD, like the meditation journey CD that we have, which is on YouTube, is a big one to, you know, just help you to relax. You know, doing our shaking exercise, like shaking it off, putting the music on, grounding yourself, we're not grounded. No. Like Holly has a, a friend visiting, and the person's so not grounded today, they're like, I don't even know where I am. Like, she's like, I drove, I drove in the car, and I felt like I was driving by myself. Like, they're not even there. Yeah, their energy. Somewhere. And I was saying, like, how much pain I was in and that our pain levels are getting to be way high. Uh Because I'm in pain from injuries and accidents on a normal sense, but it's, you know, I'm so used to it that it's fine. Mm -hmm. And since we've gone to the weddings, you know, and been in a whole bunch of different places and stuff, and it was funny because the people would say that I was next to, wow, my hip's really bothering me, and my hip was killing me. And I'm like, oh, that's your hip. Okay. And my back's mm-hmm. really killing me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. well, that's my, my back. Okay. My knees hurt because uh, Dad's knees hurt. Right. Uh-huh. And your knees don't normally hurt. They don't normally hurt. And neither do mine. And now my... They've been bad. It's funny, too, because I, I don't have... I mean, I once upon a time had knee problems when I was little. And had to get them fixed, and they're fixed, and they've never had a problem after I had the, the meniscus fixed. But it's... Yeah, no, it's amazing how much we're feeling. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying, it if we, if I picked up, and I'm, you know, so, so sensitive, and that's why I was talking about the allergies before, because what the doctor was even saying is you're sensitive and you pick up so much from other people that you're picking up. If we even checked you for allergies, you probably wouldn't have an allergy. You mm-hmm. probably are having a sensitivity in your level. We know you pick up other people's pain. Why wouldn't you pick up their allergies to over, you know, like, not that, that I'm not being sensitive to the things, but now I'm being sensitive to the things and the people right. on top of it. Right. Now, it would be one thing, like, if I felt, like, if you felt your father's pain, right, right. Mm-hmm. and then you knew what to do with it, and then he didn't have it anymore. Because mm-hmm. I always say, like, okay, so I feel your pain, and you feel your pain. Now we both have pain. Great. The point would be if I felt your mm-hmm. pain, and then I could do something with it, you know, because normally I could heal it within myself. Right. Then, you know, so if if we're working together, that's good, because then I know where your pain is and what I need to do to help you. But just walking around is not helpful at all. Right. So it's in, you know, like things that you recognize, but most people don't know, and I'm hearing it a lot from people, the amount of pain that they're in. And you have to remember, we're under, our bodies are under a lot of pressure through this change. So that would be common. And we're seeing a lot of diseases and illnesses come out, and that has a lot to do with our emotions. You know, like the last place, right, the last place that our emotional stuff comes is our physical body we're Mm -hmm. being pushed and pushed and pushed till we actually get it Mm -hmm. and we're being pushed in all directions right isn't i feel like um isn't the right hip 
Doesn't that have to do with like men beliefs? I, I think it does. I don't know. I have to look. I think it does. I, I know that, that our legs have to do with moving forward. Yeah. You know, and our hips probably have to do with moving forward yeah. in some way, too. And I it can do. I think the right hip is masculine and the left hip is feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, our right side is the masculine side. Our left side is the feminine. Oh, well, that makes sense, then. Uh, I've been having interesting car dreams. Um, and and cars are, if you're... Is you being in control of your life? So if right. if you're driving the car, right. then so, if someone else is driving, then you're not in control. If you're driving and then you lose control, then well, so I had a dream that my car, and this is this ha- I dreamt this not that long ago. This dream was maybe a couple days ago, and then I had a dream that was similar to it a couple months before this, where my car is the car that I have currently. But it's somehow in, it becomes small enough that I can take it with me and I can pick it up and carry it. And it's very easy to transport. And, it, and it's. Um, well, that sounds like it would be nice. And it's weird. Not to have to worry about parking it. It's really interesting because the, I remember in this dream that the top of my car had like a scratch on like the windshield and the top, and I was like very concerned about it. And then. I was actually holding the car in my hand. It became very small, like the size of like a deck of cards. And it was my car, though. And it didn't seem weird in the dream that that just makes sense. Like, why would one have like a Barbie-sized car that they're driving in? But I don't know. That's what happened. And um, So do you get small enough to get in that car, or the car just gets bigger? I don't know. Some Alice in Wonderland stuff's going down. I don't know what's happening. You know, can we all just be like Alice and just eat things till it's right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my know. God! This these allergies with this and this voice thing and this um, congestion is like making me crazy with the eyes and everything. But anyway, the yeah. Alice in Wonderland thing—that's what people feel all the time. Like we're I, not here. No. I don't know. We're we're going through different dimensions. Yeah. You know, I, we're being in and out of dimensions all the time. Yeah. No, I actually I do I feel like glazed over. Like I feel like a lot of the times. And you were saying you were saying also that in the last couple of weeks that you felt like your emotions shut down. Yeah. So normally, I can my normal emotional state is very even and relaxed, and like I do have anxiety and I do have PTSD. And she has a lot of anxiety because she's very sensitive and she doesn't necessarily do the work she needs to do so that she doesn't keep running and. Right. Well, the the work part of part of things that help me are to take time um, for yoga or to be in the gym. Like, I need to have... But you also need to reflect. Right. And that would be the part that you look inside to see, like, what's going on. Like, what are the things that are bothering you that are that are old, that are coming up? Um, and, yes, working out and all those make it easier to do that right. because well, it helps bring it, you it puts more balance. It puts me back balanced. into my body. Well, because if I don't take the time... Ideal, I, like my ideal situation would be wake up early, assuming that I didn't overwork myself the night before and I could get a normal amount of sleep. That I'd wake up early enough to do a good hour of like yoga and grounding and some type of, you know, something to set the day up so I'm in a protected and um, balanced. And in, in setting an intention for your day, yeah, like exactly. having enough time. 
like feeling and that's why I tend to get up earlier than I need to so I because I need that hour and a half to do all those things before right. I could start my day yeah because if I just jump out of bed and rush it it's right very well, hard right because and what keeps happening is I'll feel guilty that I didn't get as much done as I wanted to that day and work way too late now what does guilt actually do for you Right, that's the problem. I don't have the guilt. I don't. I need to work on that because. I mean, that's that's also a big program that we have, and that's one thing that people need to be very aware of that we actually bring that with us through lifetimes. Like right. guilt is something that that goes with us through lifetimes. So if we felt guilty about, say, we hurt somebody, and we feel really guilty about that. Right. Um, we didn't get stuff done. We didn't do like whatever it was that we feel our guilt comes with us, and that's something that we'd be working on again in another lifetime. So. It doesn't matter, like, people think that we die and then it's all done, but that's not what they show me, and the guilt is the one thing that carries over big yeah. time. and I don't, like... But I what does it get, like, for you, like, like I can feel, you know, bad about I didn't get that done, or mm-hmm. I could feel, I could, you know, like, we beat ourselves up about not doing stuff or not being able to get it done, or... Right. Like, the... the best but then I'll, like, let, I'm like, okay, there's only so much time in day, I'm one person, like, I could easily, like, yeah. no, I know the difference, I'm like... Oh, yeah, well, I have to see, what it is, is I have to actually talk myself out of feeling bad that I didn't get the things and that I thought I was going to do, so I have to remind myself, okay, well, I, my to-do list that I made was a thing that I made up, so I could have easily not put something on it, and then not felt bad that I didn't accomplish the extra thing that I put on, but I made the list up myself. Therefore, I just set myself up for failure if, if I'm looking at it in that way. Whereas what the other the other way to look at it would be like, okay, well... Look at all the things that you accomplished. Right, yeah, exactly. The, it would be the inverse, where it's like I would make a whole big to-do list, and rather than looking at it and being very stressed that five of the ten things didn't happen, I could look at it and say... Oh, great. I did five things today. Which would be a lot, especially in this day right. with the no time right. and the amount of stress we're under. Right. That's yep. why we, we talk about that one goal. Like, we should have one goal, like one thing. Because right. if we have more than that, it's not like we can't have more than them on our list, but there's one that we need to do for that day. Right. And that's the one that if we accomplish, we should feel great that we accomplished that one. Right. What happens when we accomplish that one is we could do the other ones much easier because right. the guilt is off. Right. You yeah. did your one goal. So we call it, I call it the one goal exercise. Yeah, and that's we, actually in our stress relief program because it's really important. Well, so what's with the guilt? Well, 